This, this weekend when they were doing lift tour, they were downtown and they, they sang that song. And I, I really like that song where we are just singing to the Lord, come and do what you're going to do, Lord. And uh, that to, to be able to say that and to trust that, that requires faith on our part. And, uh, and God has really, God has given us so many opportunities to be able to display faith in Him, to trust Him, to do what He's going to do. And so last Sunday... Uh, there was a, we had a work day down at Park Street, and as, as you guys know, many of you know, God has just given us a campus downtown, just gave us a facility, and so 80 of y'all went down there last week in order to scrape paint and to move some pews out and to just clean the place up. And so we just have a, a brief little about 30-second video, and I'd just like to, if you want to see what kind of work went on down there, just a real brief video, and we want y'all to take a look at that for what y'all did last week. thing is whenever they were working on that, they played that music while they were working, and so it was really neat, but those those pews, some of those pews were 20 feet long, absolutely, they weighed like, you know, they weighed a ton, and so a lot of work got done, so we're just really appreciative of that, but really what, what, what we're doing down there, just that that's just one example, is we are trusting that we're just saying, Lord, we, we don't know exactly what you're going to do, but Lord, we are having faith and trusting, trusting you, and we're going to step back, and Lord, we're just going to let you do what you're going to do. And that, that sort of fits in today with uh, our series as we close out our series, uh, this part of our series, which is 2020, Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. And so today we're just simply going to be talking about faith. And we're going to look into our passage of Scripture. And so if you have your Bible, we're, we're in Hebrews 11 still. So we're looking at Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be going through verses 23 through 26 and, and we're going to see in these very small verses, these three short verses, or four verses, about what faith is and, and what faith actually does. And in this section of Scripture, this is known as the Hall of Faith. And this week we're going to be talking about the man named, the man named Moses. And we're going to see how God worked in Moses' life and how as Moses demonstrated faith in God, it gave him clarity in life. And I really believe that that's what we are all sort of seeking in life. We have a desire to see things clearly. We want to be able to move through life knowing that the decisions that we're making, knowing that how we live, that it really matters and that we're making good choices and that we're living in a way that's going to bring honor and be pleasing to God. And so that's really sort of our focus today for Hebrews chapter 11 uh, verses 23 through 26. And so as we get into this passage of Scripture, I want to give you a little bit of background information. Uh, what had happened is that the Hebrew people uh, in this section of Scripture, they, they were living in Egypt. Now, just a few years before, they had been living in the Promised Land. You know, they were living in Israel. Uh, but you might remember, if you have seen the movie uh, uh, Joseph, you know, The Coat of Many Colors, uh, if you've seen that Prince of Egypt, uh, you know that there was a famine that came 
Joseph was sold into slavery, ended up in Egypt. God did this incredible work. Uh, he, he did only what God can do. And he, he raised him up to basically be the prime minister of Egypt. And so the Hebrew people ended up making their way down into Egypt because they needed food, and, and God protected his people in that way. And then and God also protected his people in that there's a population explosion that happened. Now, that's where our focus is going to be on today. The, the Hebrew people began to multiply as so much so that it scared the people of Egypt. And we're told in Exodus 1.22 that Pharaoh said this. He said, you must throw every son born to the Hebrews into the Nile, but let every daughter live. But there was one couple that refused to follow this order. And that turned out to be Moses' parents. And so what happened is Moses was able to grow up and he became a great man of faith. He became one of the, one of the giants in all of Scripture. And his faith gave him a real clarity about life and about the decisions he made. And so I just want us to look today in our Scripture and just see a, a few things, a few qualities that faith will bring into your life if you live like, if you live like Moses did. And one of the things, that, that one of the qualities that faith will bring into your life is faith in God gives you confidence in how you live your life. And I really believe that that is what many of us just so deep down we really desire to be able to confidently live life. And so I want you to look in verse 23 and you can kind of get a picture of this. It says, By faith Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful and they didn't fear the king's edicts. As I said before, Mo Moses is one of, you know, he's one of the major figures in all of the Bible. I mean, whenever you look at Moses' life, he was, he was, he's a man that's not just revered in Christianity. I mean, he's revered in the Muslim faith. He is revered in the Jewish faith. And, and the, the reason why he is revered is you just, you just look at his life. Look at what he accomplished and what he did in his life. I mean, Moses was a guy, I mean, first of all, he was a guy that, that ended up uh, leading the Hebrew people out of, out of 400 years of Egyptian captivity. Uh, when they finally left, you might remember God on Mount Sinai, God gave Moses uh, tablets that had the Ten Commandments on them. Uh, he was also the guy who was able to be very focused on what their mission was. He says, God has given us deliverance, and he wants us to go to a land he's promised for us. And so even as you, as you read through the Old Testament, you're reading in the book of Exodus, and you go on, the Hebrew people, I mean, they kind of start getting, they kind of get flaky about the things of God. And, and, you, and you look at Moses, and Moses is, I mean, he's very driven and very focused in on what God wants his people to do. And so I look at that, and I think, how, how did Moses end up being a guy like this? You know, this, this guy who had this incredible faith. You know, how, how was that able to happen in his life? Well, I mean, first of all, you have to say he was a man who truly had a belief and a desire to walk with God. But the foundation of it all began with his parents. And that's what we see back in verse, uh, verse 23. Uh, Pharaoh had called for all the killing of the Hebrew male children. He said, not, not the girls, but just the male children. And, and, I, and I look at that, and I think that we can look at that, and from the comfort of Blythewood, South Carolina, you know, we can say, well, I'd never do anything like that. You know, I'd, I'd never follow an evil order like that. But, you know, it, it, it happens 
all the time. I mean, I, I see people who will sacrifice the things of God for the things of this world. We make a lot of decisions that way. I see people who will, who will give up integrity in their workplace so that, they can, so that they can get more. I will see people who will seek after pleasure to an extent where they're willing to, to sacrifice their families so that they can live lives that are pleasing to themselves. Uh, you know, we just had the, uh, the, the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and, I, and I, see, I see it all the time where there are people who will do these mental gymnastics to be able to say that, that the taking of a life of a child, even up to its birth, is something that is okay. But then I look at Moses' parents, and, and they made a decision about their son early on. After their son was born, we were told that they hid their son. Well, why did they do that? I mean, because if, if there was an edict from Pharaoh to kill the male children, they, they were putting their lives at risk. But the reason why they were willing to do it is because they had a faith that God was going to take care of their child. As a matter of fact, our verse tells us, if you look in verse 23, it says, whenever they looked at their child, they saw that he was beautiful. Now, that, that doesn't seem to be that uncommon of a thing for parents. Uh, for those of you who are parents, do you, do you still, you remember the first time you ever saw your child? I mean, didn't you think, when you saw your child, didn't you think, that is the most beautiful child I've ever seen in my life? Now, I think all of us do that. You know, now, when I look at other people's children, I don't say that. You know, they're born, I was like, he looks like a raisin. But, you know, when it's your kid, you know, it is, it is absolutely, totally different. It is, that kid is beautiful. So is that what our text is meaning, that they saw their kid and thought, he is really handsome? Well, I'm sure that they thought that because it's what parents do. But it, it would have been more than that. It's that they recognized that God had a special plan for the life of Moses, so much so that they were willing to place their faith in God and the plan that, he, that God had for the life of their son, that they were willing to defy the edict that came from Pharaoh. We're told that they did not fear Pharaoh. Now think about that for a second. I mean, it is two parents who were slaves in Egypt and yet they were not afraid of the order of Pharaoh. Now, now, why was that? Well, it's because their faith, their trust in God was greater than their fear in what Pharaoh could do. Y'all, that, that is what faith does. Faith will give you confidence in who God is regardless of circumstances that you face. I'll try to, try to give you somewhat of an example. Just about every time I get in my car, I will hook up the Waze app. Uh, to my in my car. Now, y'all, how, how many how many of y'all actually use Waze? Any of y'all use that? Okay, I love that app. I think it's a great app. I mean, I mean, obviously, it gives you directions, but I like the extra stuff that it does. You know, it'll tell you where the traffic is. It'll make the quickest route for you. Uh, have y'all ever noticed it'll say pothole point four miles ahead? I mean, I just love that. And so, you know, I'll just kind of scoot on over and think, well, the guy that doesn't have Waze, you know, he's gonna he's gonna end up losing his hubcaps, but not me. Because I have the app. So that app, and whenever it gives me directions, you know, I, if, I don't, if there's a place I'm trying to go and I don't know where it is, I, I absolutely, I don't have, you know, I don't have a lack of confidence. I just type it in there. It's not like the old days. For all of us old people, you know, before Waze, y'all remember we used to reach into our glove box and pull out a map. You know, and I don't know how they ever thought that was safe. You know, it's like that big. 
and you know, you're sticking it up in front of the windshield trying to drive down the road, going, where do I need to turn? And so it just, it, Waze just really gives you a lot of relief. Well, I, I look at Moses' parents, and Moses' parents, they, they really look to God like he's a Waze app. They are looking to him for direction. And, and when they saw obstacles, and their obstacle was Pharaoh said, I'm going to kill all children that, that are males, that they were able to navigate, navigate around that obstacle because they were following the directions that God gave them. And that's what faith does. It gives you confidence. Now, that confidence has to come from somewhere. And, and I believe that for them, it, it had to be past experiences. You know, it had to be their history. They, they knew the history of their people. They knew why they were in Egypt. They were there because God originally protected their people from famine, and he safely brought them there and had raised up one of their own, Joseph, to watch over them. Uh, that They saw all that God had done for them. I mean, as they were in bondage, God caused a population explosion to let the people know, I have given a promise to Abraham in Genesis 12 where I said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And God raises up more and more and more children. And so as they began to look at those experiences in the past and their own personal experiences, they were able to apply those things to their lives and place their trust and their confidence in God and walk faithfully with Him and say, the circumstances don't look good, but God has given promises and we trust God and we are confident in Him. You know, God presents very similar challenges to us today. You know, God's given us a challenge as believers to be His witness, to be His ambassadors. And y'all, you know, I, I look, you know, when we were in the first service this morning, it's pretty impressive when you look at this entire middle section and it's all, it's 250 youth sitting in the middle and you think boy how, how did how did all that how did all that happen well God has raised up some leaders who by faith have trusted what God has called them to do and they are seeing God touch the lives of young people I see that God has called us to be a witness wherever we go and sometimes he will call call you to be a witness in places you never even thought of going uh, for our church you know, back, back this past year, God gave us, he, he basically gave us a city block in downtown Columbia. How bizarre is that? We're not looking for that. And so there's this church down there. And I look at it, and, you know, because I, because I have you know, a natural tendency to be fearful, I look at that and think, you know, downtown Columbia, y'all might not know this, it is, it's not like Blythewood. You know, it's a, it's a different place. Uh, it's, it's got a different feel to it. The, the building itself, y'all saw the stained glass? I mean, it's beautiful. Um, and so it's, it's, it, it's, it's, got, it's got a history. It's got all this stuff. But God has given it to us, and so here's what we are saying. We're saying God has given it to us, and so we are going to confidently go there believing that God is going to raise up a new generation of believers there in order to be a witness in that neighborhood. I'm confident that God's called us there. And so, but you see, that's what faith does. Faith gives you confidence. But something else, another quality that faith brings into your life, and it brings into your life a clear choice. It gives you vision, a clear vision about what God wants from you. Uh, verse number 24, you can see this in Moses' life. It says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the short-lived pleasure of sin. Now, our, our, our text says that 
Moses' parents hid him from Pharaoh for three months. And after three months, you know, probably my guess is that, you know, when a kid's three months old, it's harder to hide him. He's getting older, he's getting louder, and so they went, we got to do something about this. So it says they weaved a basket, uh, they, you know, they put a coat of pitch on it to make it waterproof, and then they stuck baby Moses in it, and they went to the next logical place, which is the Nile River, and shoved him off. Okay, now that's a strange story. So, you know, we believe God wants us to protect our kid, and so we're going to do that by sticking him in a river, and I just think of crocodiles, you know, so they, they, they stick him in the river down there. Okay, now, what's going on with that? Well, remember, they saw their child, he's a beautiful child, God had a plan for him. And I, I believe, I have an inkling that they knew what was going to be on that run. When they sent him down that river, they knew that somebody was going to be down that river bathing. Y'all remember who it was? It's Pharaoh's daughter. And when Pharaoh's daughter saw that basket, she took that child and she decided she was going to raise that baby to be her own. Now, how ironic is that? I mean, here is Pharaoh who is given an order to kill all male Hebrew children, and yet his daughter is getting ready to raise up Moses, a Hebrew, to be one of his own. Hey, you, can't even, you, can't even, you can't even write this stuff. And yet, and that, and yet, Moses' parents, they had faith, they had confidence in God. And Moses, he's going to grow up. He's going to grow up in a royal family. He's going to grow up with wealth. He's going to grow up with everything at his fingertips. He's going to grow up with a great education. And yet, as he got older, it says that he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, how crazy is that? I mean, I, I look at that and I think, why in the world would Moses be willing to give up everything for nothing. To, to no longer be identified with Pharaoh's household and instead say, I want to be identified with the Hebrew people. Well, here's why. It's because he had faith and his faith allowed him to see things that nobody else could see. He had faith that when God gave the promise that he was going to make a great nation out of his people, he said, I'm going to go with God instead of the short-term pleasures of this life. He saw things differently than everybody else because he had faith. He had a clear vision. And we're told in 2 Corinthians 4, 14, it says, we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and present us with you. Indeed, everything is for your benefit so that grace extended through more and more people may cause thanksgiving to increase to God's glory. It says, therefore, we don't give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed. In other words, the things of this life, they are temporary. Our inner person, though, is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we don't focus on what's seen but on what's unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So when Moses looked at his choices, I can be a royal or I can be identified with the slaves. He said, I'm going with the slaves. Why? Because of whose they were. They were God's people. And he knew God's people have an eternity before them. Things of this world are temporary. But he was able to see that because he was looking at everything through eyes of faith. Yeah, it's like he had glasses of faith on that cleared up his vision. Uh, a few years ago, there was a company called Enchroma uh, that came out with sunglasses that you can put on if you're colorblind, 
and when you put them on, you were able to see colors. And uh, so I, I, you know, I've watched, if you've never done it before, you ought to watch those videos. They're really, they're fun to watch. It's amazing. And these guys who've been, you know, who can't tell colors very well, they put them on and it blows them away. And so I just wanted to show you a clip of what it looks like when somebody slips on those sunglasses for the first time and they're able to see color. So let's, let's watch that. fun now y'all that guy that is us that that is what we're 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 colorblind we we can't see what God sees and so everything in this life is without God it is dull but whenever you slip on the the glasses or the lens of faith everything changes you're able to see life in color That's, that's what happened to Moses Moses had lenses of faith on therefore it changed the way that he lived, and, and it brought everything into clear focus for him. It gave him clear vision. That's what faith does. Faith will give you confidence. Faith will also enable you to be able to see things clearly enough to where you can make choices, the right ones. And then this is the last quality that faith provides in your life. It provides, it provides value. It brings value, and it shows you what's valuable. Verse 26, it says, For Moses considered reproach, for the sake of the Messiah, to be greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, since his attention was on the reward. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so, so that makes me you know, ask the question to myself, you know, what, is it, what is it that I really value in my life? You know, in, in your life, when you take time to think about it, what is it that you truly value, that, that whatever it is, that, you know, it, is the, it is the thing that is the primary determining factor for how you make choices? What is that in your life that is sort of the guide for you? What, what is it? Well, I mean, I, I, look at, I look at Moses, and I see what he valued in life. Now, for a lot of people, we value money. And we, we value money because money's, I mean, money in and of itself is not an evil thing. Money buys you a lot of stuff. It can get you things. It can help you out. But there are some people who are willing to sacrifice everything to get more of it. Money doesn't last forever. That's the downside of it. Uh, there, there are other people, and they, they make decisions. They make choices. They value pleasure over everything else in life. And, and they will go after it. There's nothing wrong with with, with, you know, with, with feeling good in life. But when it becomes the determining factor in all the choices that you make, here's, here's what I've noticed about people who go after that. It's, it's a selfish way to live. Because you're just simply looking to please you. And then so many of those people in the end, they end up alone. But whenever you look at life through the lens of faith, what you value changes. And you look at Moses. He had everything at his fingertips. He had wealth. He had education, he had connections, he had power. 
all of those different things, but he rejected it. Why? Well, verse 26 lets us know what he was thinking. If you look in verse 26, it says, For he considered reproach for the sake of the Messiah. That word considered means, it means this. It refers to careful thought, not to make a quick decision. When, when he took time to weigh the pros and the cons of the stuff of this world and things of God, he weighed them out. Hey, there's some good stuff in this world. You know, you get stuff. You know, you can kind of live for yourself. Those are good things. But then the cons of it is that they don't last. They don't fulfill you. They, they don't fill your life up. And then he looked at the things of what God offers. God offers forgiveness. He offers peace. He offers redemption. He offers eternal life. And whenever Moses weighed those out, he said, I'd rather go after the things that have lasting value than the things that are short-term. Because he had on the lens of faith, the way he viewed things changed. The way he valued things became different. Um, in, in 1799, right up the road from us, it's a true story, uh, in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, there was a young, a young boy named Conrad Reeve who was supposed to go to church, but he decided to skip church to go fishing. And so he snuck out, went fishing in this little creek in Fayetteville, and he was, I saw fish, and he was going to try to spear it. And so he tried to spear the fish, and he missed the fish, but he hit this rock that got his attention. And it was a big rock, and it, it kind of had this it, a pretty color to it. So he, he went to the creek, he picked it up, and he carried it home. And so he, he brought it home, and it basically it was served as a doorstop in his house for a little while, but his dad saw it, and his dad's like, I wonder if that thing's worth anything. And then so he picked it up, and he took it into town. So it's 1799, took it into town, had somebody look at it, uh, a jeweler look at it, and he looked at it, and he noticed that it, the, the, it was a, it, the rock weighed 17 pounds. Had a little bit of this kind of this gold texture to it. And so the jeweler asked the father, he said, hey, how much would you like for this? He thought about it and said, I'd, I think $3.50 would be fair. Now, $17.99, that, that was a week's wages. And so the jeweler said, yeah, we'll make a deal. So he gave him $3.50. It turned out to be a 17-pound gold nugget. How would you all like to find that? 17-pound uh, gold nugget. Now, you could look at that and go, well, that guy ripped him off. You know, $3.50 a week's wages. And so, but here's how I look at it. It's not really that he ripped him off. It's just that that guy, he recognized the value of the rock, whereas the other man did not. Okay, that, that is Moses. Moses recognized the value in walking with God. He recognized that there was a future with God's people, that there was redemption that came with walking with with God. I mean, the, the end of verse number 26 points out the value Moses saw. It says that his attention wasn't on the here and now. His attention was on the reward. What was the reward? Well, he knew that God was going to make a great nation out of his people, but he also knew that God was going to redeem and rescue and deliver his people. For us, that deliverance is heaven. We believe in the reward. I mean, you can't get more value than that. We're told in Philippians... 3, 8 through 11, says, and this is what Paul wrote. He said, more than that, he said, I consider everything in this world to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him I've suffered the loss of all things and consider them filth so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, 
but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Now, for Moses to make these choices, none of it was convenient for him. I mean, can you imagine me in that family? Hey, I'm not going to be, I don't, I don't want to be recognized as a royal. Sort of sounds like, you know, uh, what's uh, Harry and um, the girl? Megan, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be identified with him. But the difference is, he wanted to be identified with the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords. Not convenient for him. It put him on the firing line. But if you look at what happened to his life after this, the people saw God's hand at work. The Red Sea was split open. The plagues came. God gave his people freedom. God led them into the promised land and gave a group of slaves victory. Do you want to see, do you want to see God move? Do you want to see the hand of God at work where you step back and say, there is no doubt in my mind that God lives and he reigns and he rules and I'm a part of it. If you want to see that, it takes faith. As you express faith and demonstrate faith in God, it brings some qualities in your life. It will give you confidence like you've never had. It will enable you to make clear choices in your life and you will know what is valuable and what is not. And it could be there's some of you here today and it's time for you to place your faith in Him. To lay self aside and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you because I believe that when you make promises, you keep them. And I'm going to step back and let you do what you do. Thank you.